chat as always i am joined by mitchell jack and ethan how are we boys shit out bit flat, bit flat. yes this is one way to put it oh, speech, where's the lead where's the Basically. lead, lead for, it is on? it is firmly on yeah. firmly Stop, on. Paddle. no good good gag there paddle we like that good start all right obviously the blues went down by 30 points um 13 goals, 14, 92 to the Suns, to eight goals, 14 to the Blues. Um, so not exactly what we were uh, hoping for or really expecting. I guess we all we all still had that little glimmer every, you know, that we, we all had that little bit where we know that we're always a chance to lose because we are the Blues at the end of the day, but um, we, we really didn't expect that. Um, well, I had us by 75, so I definitely didn't expect that. I think what did we lose by 30 points plus 75, 105 points. Is that right, Speech? Yeah, that would be the correct maths. You're right, yep. Thank you, Matt. I just had to let you know that I can do math. I'm not too stupid. Um, Ethan, how much did you have to lose by, mate? 57. Nice. <laughs> speech. Um, look, I mean, I was the closest. I still wasn't really close at all, given by 17, but, you know. You're, what, 40? Off. Uh, <laughs> Blue Bay is 43 point win. Unfortunately, that didn't go down well. Unfortunately, Blue Bay is like everyone doing a tip on here because <laughs> we would be very average. All righty. Um, so, that first loss, obviously, of the season, still sitting in t- inside the top eight. Um, I think, though, if we were going to have a first, uh, have one loss in the first few games, this is the one we really didn't want it to be. Like, if you lose, there's no honourable losses anymore, but if we lost to Mitchell by a couple of points, maybe that's one thing. But I think losing to the Suns is pretty average, in my opinion. Did we underestimate or under-evaluate the Suns, Ethan? 100%. I think they played fantastic against us. Um, they really bullied us through the middle of the ground and they um, they denied the uh, middle of the ground as well for us. So we had to find different avenues to to goal and we couldn't really find different ways to score and we just they just took our game away from us. Um and yeah. Awesome. Speechly. Um yeah, I think as Daph said, we've had our entries inside 50. Um, you know, we said in the preview, you couldn't just bomb it in because Collins and Ballard have a field day with that. And that's exactly what happened. The the rare times we were able to even get our hands on it and get inside 50, we just wasted it all day. Um so yeah, I mean it's the last two times that we've played the Suns that we've gone in pretty clear favorites and have just absolutely shat the bed and gotten uh, absolutely smacked by them. So it's it's concerning that, you know, new coach and still the same old um, in a game that we should be, you know, clear winners. So it's a little disappointing. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Completely agree. Pato? Yeah, I see it in a little bit of a different light. So obviously we didn't expect that sort of performance from Carlton, but I think in the past years, especially Gold Coast have definitely played their best footy at the start of the season. Um and I am not overly concerned. I just think that this is probably just one of, the, one of these bumps on the road. Because you need to remember, this list is brand new. Like, we brought in, like, maybe three players who all played on the weekend who obviously are brand new to the system with a brand new coach. So, obviously, it's not going to be absolutely smooth sailing for the first five or six rounds. But, I, obviously, this stings because we all know what we've seen in the first three weeks, how good they've been. Um, and to see that, it's unfortunate, 
but I think definitely it is down to how we respond next week. Because if I've been I've been speaking to you boys all um, the past few days, if we lose next week, that's when it's a it's a concern. Because if we don't respond, that's when it's a worry. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well said. Obviously, it was Bossy's first loss as a coach of uh, the Blues as well. I think we would have been second, I believe, if we had won. Obviously, if we won absolutely convincingly, we may have been first, but more than likely yeah. second, I think. Um, obviously, obviously, we lost Cripps at what quarter time was it? Uh, Pitnet going into the game, um, which you'll touch on soon, Pato. But which one do you see as a bigger one there? I know it's easy to say Cripps because of who he is, but I don't know, the first couple of games or after the first game without Walsh or whatever, you know, we still ran all over them. It didn't prove to be that costly. But then Cripps goes down a quarter time. And yeah, I mean, from there, it was just average. Was it the Heaser? Was that one of the reasons? Or direct? would you have seen it happening as well with Cripps, Ethan? Or how would you have read that? Um, it definitely doesn't help at all when you've got your best midfielder out. But I, I think I think we need to move away from, oh, no, one of our key players is out because it's a system where we personally, I'm just sick of, you know, one guy goes out and everyone goes, Oh, you know, the whole week, you know, when we were shit house, one guy goes out and you talk about it the whole fucking week. You don't actually talk about the game and what you can actually do to win without them. Um, But it doesn't help. But I just felt like even after kicking the first two goals, it just felt like one of those, they just didn't, I don't know. They just, couldn't hit targets at some points and making mistakes. And it was just, it was just one of those Carlton games I've seen in the past. So Martin dropping chest marks, uh, um, which we'll get stuck into a bit later on. But no, I do agree about that whole, you know, sort of, I guess, carrying on, maybe not carrying on, but um, being reliant upon that one player. I think we saw that when Walsh went down, you know, leading into this season, how, you know, how annoyed everyone was. And we can't be fully reliant upon one player. But in my opinion, I think Pitnet was probably the, uh, the, not I don't know about the bigger one, but it was certainly a huge loss because which was shown as we'll get to in a second with the hitouts and uh, the um, just in the rock contest in general. I don't think TDK was really up to it. But uh, especially, what are your thoughts, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously at this point um, of the rebuild, I guess um, it's next. It's next man up. I mean, one player goes down, the next player steps up. So I didn't think Cripps as much. I mean, he's obviously a great player. You know, probably closely in the Brownlow right now, but. I don't think that him him leaving the game is what lost us the game or would would have lost us the game any other week. I think um, definitely Pedro was a bigger loss. Um, I think, you know, midfield can cover Crips, but against Wits, um, it was just, yeah, having Silvani as your number two rock, who did do a pretty solid job as a number two rock, I must say, but it was just, yeah, not going to end well. So, yeah, definitely missed Pedro, but, yes, no excuses for that, though. That was just a terrible performance all around. Absolutely, mate. We'll go to Pato, but we'll go to Ethan straight after because I was interested in the whole hands over the face thing because it, it has been a talking point to Barney in the rough. So we'll go back to him. Um, but Pato, what was your thoughts on it, mate? Um, yeah, I think definitely when Pito was announced that he was going to miss, I was quite not really concerned. I was kind of like, well, okay, well, TDK has been playing well, um, but 100% we got absolutely smashed in the ruck. Um, and you can't give too much shit on to TDK because... You need to remember he's still young. He's still a development ruckman. It's kind of hard when you're being pushed forward with a second with a second main ruckman. It's not like he's been playing as much ruckman as like as much ruck as he did last year. Um, so I don't think he, I I don't like absolutely shitting on our players. Like I've seen a lot of people just shitting on our players. It's just like it's it's not like they go out there to not try. And like you yeah. know that every single time they enter the field, they play for their jumper. 
and you can like, and they think that like, I mean, us, I mean, obviously not us four, but supporters think that they don't and they think that they know differently, but they're not in the football club. But anyway, just yeah. move on from that because I don't really want to spend too much time on that. But I think Teddy K, you can't give too much shit to him. But that definitely shows that we definitely need Pinnett, um, Pinnett and how much he is actually, how much importance he has into, into this side. But um, also Cripper, yeah. At the time when he went down, I was kind of like, like, okay, well, Chera, Hewitt, Walsh um, need, need to step up. Kennedy need to step up. And unfortunately, I just didn't step up. You said not to talk about it too much, but I will just bring it back up real quickly. So I think it's an excellent point. And, um, and just on that as well, I think it's hard to shit on one player when it's almost, it's hard to pick one good player, let alone one bad player. You know what I mean? Like we lost, no one was good really. Like you may have one or two that were serviceable, but the, it's a team game at the end of the day. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's better to pick a player that probably didn't quite pull his weight as much in a, in a win, let alone just going after Because you, you can probably make a case for everyone playing a bad game, really. So I think it's really uh, unfair. Unless it's to Plowman, then it's warranted. But, you know, just in... No, no. Um, but no, I, what was your thoughts on that, actually? Plowman, um, obviously, probably wasn't the fairest matchup. Ethan, what was your thoughts on Plowman's performance? Again, we're not shitting on anyone. No, 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 no. I don't. Sh- I don't really shit on play out at all. I just don't think he's up to it. Best twenty-two for our football club. I, th- I just. I think he's. I think he's a solid defender. You know, that's what he brings. That's like obviously that being a defender. That's your number one thing, defending. But I just don't see what else he does. I know, you know, it's not his priority, but he just. He's just one of those guys, one-dimensional for me. I think, um, especially in a defense where. A lot of our defenders are quite good ball users and attack a lot. Um, you got Saad, Williams, Newman, um, even Weeders is a good um, good by foot. Um, yeah, he just I don't know. I don't. I think he he'll make way. Yeah, I think um, Pat will get to it in a sec about Omax injury as well and how far away he is. But um, Speedsley, you're a big fan of him, mate. What was your your thoughts on Plowman's performance last week and sort of I guess throughout the year and whatever? Um, well, I mean, I thought it was, it was really, really good against the Hawks. Um, so it's just frustrating um, that he's still, you know, he has that really good game. But then, I mean, like a lot of our players, I guess you could say, just still can't back it up. And, I mean, it was just one of those games, I guess, um, you know, it's a bit bit stiff as a defender. Ball's always coming in. You get no support from your mids. And, you know, it's just one of those one of those games he's always going to get caught out. So it was, it was hard to have a good game as, as a defender. But in saying that, yeah, he still was, was, was quite average, which – which sucks. I mean, you don't want any of our players to be having average games, but that's just the reality of it, I guess. Absolutely. Pato? Yeah, I think Speech has said it perfectly there. You can't, like, the ball was in, the like, the back line for three quarters of the game. So to actually walk out with, like, Chol kicking three, but he, all right, I'll say this right now. I saw Plowman's game in a different light. I think it was actually okay like he wasn't obviously the best game he's played not the worst game he's played because agreed yep. in my opinion his direct opponent was Isaac Rankin and Isaac Rankin came out with one goal so I don't know like I mean we say stuff about yeah um like he, he needs to do other stuff but his job is to defend his player and yes we have other but, but like he he doesn't need to get 15 touches with half like um rebounding 
like blah, 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 because you don't need to do that sort of stuff because you've got the Sarge, you've got the Williams, you've got the Nick Newmans. You don't need to have those sorts of players. And I just think that, especially in 2020, when Plowman was probably playing his best footy, he kept those small forwards to zero goals, one goal each week. So I, I mean, obviously, I think he will get dropped, unfortunately. But I don't know. I think Rankin didn't do much, didn't do much. And I thought that was Plowman's definitely direct opponent. Yeah, no, good call, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> just lose my voice here all righty uh Pato, do you want to get stuck into the injury list mate um obviously leading into the game we mentioned uh Pitto and Kripa but anyone else yeah so Kripa is unfortunately most likely to miss this week um which is unfortunate but definitely saying that is probably a little bit more positive than that that, that what we more like initially thought because we thought he was going to miss at least three um but, yeah, interesting that it's turned out to be a week. That's what I'll say. But, um, yeah, Pinnett, I think he should be back this week. But um, more news on that during the week as well. And OMAC should be available. Should be available. Whether we bring him through VFL, not too sure. Um, I don't think we will. But I just don't know who will probably come out. Um, and also McGovern, probably about two weeks away. But he'll come straight back in as soon as he's fit. More right in saying OMAC has, uh, as we filmed this on... Tuesday night, I believe it is tonight. Today, yep. Tuesday, yeah. Correct. Yep. Um, what well I yeah. <laughs> um, So again, there's one more test, yeah, test, a test to get through. I think OMAC, and then um, if yeah. he's good there, then he's he's in as far as I know. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So last week he initially had that test, and um, he lo- he still looked good, but I think he was training with the main team last week. But um, that just kind of just said, look, Lewis Young had a great game last week against Hawthorne. A bit like a bit like Ben Brown with Melbourne, probably a bit like. You have Sam Wedeman who played really well. Probably don't really, maybe give him another week. But I think Omak probably slots straight back in as soon as he's 100% fit. But um, I don't mind Lewis Young playing at, at all. What did we think of Lewis Young's game personally? Because um, personally for me, I thought he was another one of those players. Had a good game last week and then was very... Yeah. He, he looked lost. He looked lost um, on the weekend. He kind of... I don't know. I don't know. So personally, I'd have Oscar over him. But would you play both of them, Pato? Once again, oh, it's hard to tell because how often do you see the foot like the ball down that three quarters of the game? So, like really, you can't blame the defenders. To me, we lost the game because of the midfielders. They didn't step up when it mattered most. So you can't put like even we we even put shit on Jacob. We- oh, like not us, but Carlton supporters put shit on Jacob Weidering. It's like dude, he fucking won us the game last week, and I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's a tough one. I don't think. I don't know. I don't mind OMAC playing, but it's also, as I've said, probably most weeks, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> All right. What do you reckon, Daph? Do you play both or one or the other? Or? Uh, you can't be playing both, I don't think. Um, they're both very, you know, key defenders. So I think it's, you know, they're a like for like. So um, personally, I agree with you, Jack. I think Lewis Young struggled. Um, I know the ball was down there a lot, but still, he just looked a bit lost. Um, I think OMAC um, can slot straight back in. With that case, then, we'll talk about Plowman potentially being out. If they were both out, who, so who are the two that come in, Ethan? If so, Plowman and uh, Young was out, who comes in? So, McDonald for Young and Stocker for Plowman. I agree. Speech, you agree with that, mate? Yep. Pato? Absolutely spot on, Duffy boy. Four from four, boys. 
All right, we'll get stuck into some of the, uh, I guess, the stats where we just sort of got absolutely obliterated. So the hitouts is a good uh, place to start, I think. 52 to 19, which is uh, probably expected after you, when you watch the game and you read, you, if you watch the game and you read that, it sort of reads true. Um, clearances, 45 to 27, I guess, which is expected if you're losing the hitouts by quite a bit. Um, unless they're hitting it to us. Uh, stoppage clearances, 32 to 16. Center clearances weren't as bad, only losing by two there. Um, we sort of spoke about the the rock, uh, you know, the, the, the you know, potentially bringing Murkov and all that in. Uh, but anything else to add to that big discrepancy, boys? Um, I'm, I just want to add, um, when we're getting flogged that much um, in the hitouts, I think as a midfield collective, um, I don't know if it's either Gold Coast, just game plan in the ruck is so good that they're not predictable in any way, shape or form, or whether our mids were just not catching on to the fact that we were not winning any hitouts and that our positioning was off or whatever. Because especially on um, boundary throw-ins, like took me a lot. I don't think anyone was near him on boundary throw-ins for a lot of the games. I, I think our structure was was very iffy, um, which, you know, when we're getting dominated like that, it was, it was, it was a little hard to watch. That's a good call, mate. Yeah. Um, Ethan, what do you think about that, mate? Yeah, well, I think in the first three weeks, you can clearly tell how we were winning our games, and that was clearance and stoppage work. Like, our mids were dominating through the um, through the middle and stoppages and boundary throw-ins. We were just everywhere. But that's I think that's really why we lost the game. We just weren't hard enough for the footy. Um, and you can't be losing the clearances by that much. Like, Considering the depth we have in the midfield, you, you can't, it cannot be happening. It doesn't matter what team it is. Um, it could be fucking Melbourne or the worst team in North Melbourne. Um, it, do, it just doesn't matter. And they just, I think it's more in the mids, like Jack said. I think they feel like even, you know, at quarter time, what are they talking about? What are they, what are they talking about? You know, I'm not blaming coaches here, but what were they talking about to fix that? Because it can't happen over four quarters of footy. And it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just frustrating. So you're still saying if we lose a hit out by, you know, the, over, almost triple, um, that our, we should still be winning the clearance? Or are you saying it, we need a better ruck structure, better plan, or just the midfields in general because of how, you know, mm. depth there? Well, well, obviously, leading into the game, you're probably thinking Wits is going to be winning. Um, and as a midfield group, you've got to be able to set up the white, like probably set up to where he's hitting almost. Um, playing more defensively. Um, but, yeah, it's just obviously the hitouts, you know, help and, you know, they direct the footy to your midfielders. But, you know, he's not putting on a platter to the Gold Coast midfielders every time. So they've just got to lift in that area and it's going to be a massive, massive weekend for the midfielders against Port. Completely agree, mate. Pat it. Couldn't say it any better myself. I just don't know what actually is going on in the – because there was no changes. Like, even at three-quarter time, I think the only change that I actually saw, which was, was a little bit interesting, was TDK going forward and Jackson Rudding starting in the ruck. Like, unless that was probably him knowing, accepting that which is dominating. So, he just knows that as soon as that ball is on the ground, that's when he can get in front of Wits. But that's, only, that's the only thing. Like, I didn't see... I mean, Hewitt probably started a little bit maybe during the second half on Tuke Miller, but Tuke Miller still came out with, like, 31, 32 disposals. Like... It's just stuff like that. Like, even Noah Anderson, like, he played probably the game of his life with 34 disposals. He was playing 35, so Yeah, like, with 35 disposals and one goal. It's just, I don't 
and I hate to say it, but it just looks like the same thing that we saw last year. Because if something goes, obviously it's not going to be a perfect game. If something goes wrong at, wrong at halftime, get the team together and actually talk about it and say, look, how is the game playing out? Because the coaches can't tell. Like, of course I can see the game, but the only players that, that, that the only people that can actually tell how the game is actually folding is the players. Like, yes, I can say, look, Tug Miller is absolutely dominating, but Noah Anderson's on the other side dominating as well. And you have like Chole, who probably came, played the game of his life at Gold Coast and probably arguably his whole career. It's just stuff like that. Like what actually goes through the actual coaching box? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, quickly touching on that. I, I completely agree with your point, but I think um, the way the fans have reacted to this loss is I think overreacting. Yeah. Because 100%. I think we're underrating the Gold Coast Suns. Like really, they should be they, like the last few years, they've been dog shit, right? Complete dog shit. I know they beat us last year because we were dog shit as well, but They've improved and you've got to respect that. They're at home. You know, you're not going to win every game. I know you'd rather win, obviously, but it's just like with, if you took three, if you said we would be three and one after round four any day, but obviously the loss at Gold Coast wouldn't be, you wouldn't have thought that would be the loss. But yeah, it's just just a bit of respect for opponents, I think. All right, we'll get stuck into best on ground. Um, If you can manage to conjure up one of them as well. Uh, Jack? Oh, this is an interesting one. We'll go straight to Jack, actually. Yeah, Jack, who you got for us, mate? Um, it's a bit of a contrast um, from the start of Vegas chat, I must say. Um, but I had, I had Adam Saad as our best. Um, probably, I mean, not the best stats, um, but in a game like that, I don't think that's, that's what matters. I think he was, you know, 23 touches, 530 metres gained, 10, 10 intercepts and six rebound 50s. I just think defensively he was solid. Um, like he was the chain. He stopped a lot of uh, Gold Coast entries and, he just added a little bit of run that no one else was really giving. I think Zach Williams as well, as Pat will probably touch on. Um, but yeah, for me, he was just he was just the one sort of constant um, throughout the game. So he he was mine best on. Um, yeah, well said, mate. Pat, we'll go to you. I think speech is just uh, sold you out, but Pat. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mine is pretty much a standout in my eyes. Um, Zachary Williams, uh, definitely the best game he's played in the Navy Blue. Arguably, maybe the best game he's played. Seriously, like 36 touches coming off a half back. Pretty impressive. Um, 31 kicks, five tackles, 72% efficiency. Um, especially in a game that was pretty heated. Um, they did play well, Gold Coast, and the ball was down there a lot. As we've mentioned, I think he played bloody well, and I think he was one, definitely one of the players that definitely stood out in a very tough loss. You agree with that, boys? Ace, speech? You happy with Williams' performance? Yeah. yeah. Content. Sort of convincing nod from Spatially, but um, <laughs> we're good. No, we're good. All right. But it could have been better. I mean, stats wise, looks good, but yeah, it could have been better. So with that though, with that, is that the impact that he has with the like with his disposals? Like maybe you see Sard's yeah. impact because I agree with Sard one hundred percent. But maybe like there's thirteen touches between them, so obviously <laughs> yeah, you, you know, saw Sard's impact probably more than Williams. Is that right? Uh, yeah, for me personally, yeah, that's what it yeah. was. But I mean, yeah, obviously Zach played a good game, but yeah, I mean, can't really nitpick when the whole t- when most of the team played pretty bad. Exactly right. Absolutely. That's why I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, Sard, I couldn't argue with. Williams, I thought we'll see if we get a few differing opinions, but no, that's good. No, well um, Ethan? Yeah, so I, I agree with you both. So I had to go with someone different. Um, one player that 
I think, just does his job every week. I know the midfielder struggled, but George Hewitt, he still had 29 touches, eight clearances, considering the numbers, how much we lost by in the clearance numbers. Um, it probably almost got all of them, fucking um, all eight of them. Um, 90% efficiency, which is huge. I think, you know, once he got to the club, we all thought he was a bit of a, you know, Ed Curto, a bit scrappy, gets, gets a lot of clearances, but he's, you know, the hard ball gets. But 90% efficiency, um, five tackles. He just does his job. And I think um, when we're playing good, he's just going to get better and better and better, which you can see in the first three rounds. So, but I do agree with Adam Saad and Zach Williams. I thought, I think they've been good this season. Um, Zach, especially, I think, I think people are harsh on Zach just due to last year. I think we need to move on from that and really just look forward and um, base his, you know, performances off how he actually plays rather than thinking about the negative past. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Uh, well said. Um, mine was, again, I agree with all of them to an extent, so I thought I'd go with a differing one. And one was Doherty. I think just since round one, since he came back in, I think just um, he's been really good, you know, especially with what he's been through, obviously, um, which I've touched on a few times before. But, yeah, the, the, the way he's come back, in my eyes, has been um, really good. Uh, 29 disposals, 17 kicks, 12 handballs, and 82% efficiency. We sort of make the joke about how he does kick it backwards quite a bit, so it's hard not to be efficient. But um, no, I just think he's been really well at you know structuring the back line. Since he got back in general, he's been good. Would you agree with that, boys? Spot on, mate. Sure, 100%. Great. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, time for everyone's favourite part of the show. It's my favourite part of the show. I'm sure, Ethan and Paddle, it's your favourite part of the show as well. The return. The return, yeah. Especially after a loss. Okay? <laughs> We don't like losing. We want to win all the games. But if there's anything we look forward to after a loss, it is speak up speechly. Take it away, mate. Um, thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I appreciate it. Um, I think we've kind of we've kind of covered it a lot, but I just want to go into a bit more. It's just the midfield. Um, it's just very disappointing. I mean, obviously we lost Kriba, but as I've been saying, that was the big opportunity for for all the guys to step up. Um, I think. For me personally, I'm, I don't know if anyone else sees this way, but other than round one, and I know he missed round two, but Adam Scherer has been a little bit underwhelming. He's been, he's been a little bit underwhelming. He had his chance to step up big time on, on Sunday, and he, he didn't at all. Um, obviously, he wasn't, on his, he wasn't you know, on his own, but I think you know, a big recruit like that, we gave up a lot for him. It was a, you know, it was a really big opportunity for him to step up, and he didn't. Um, I mean, while she's been, he's struggled a little bit from that syndesmosis injury, but he'll be fine, I'm sure. So I'm not too worried about that. But, I mean, Kennedy, and I think Kennedy had played his worst game for, for a long time. He was, he was really bad. I think his disposal was atrocious. Um, and then, as we said, you know, just positioning and structure-wise, it was, it was like David Teague was in the coaching box with, with our structure and, it was frustrating. And then obviously that puts so much strain on our back line. And, you know, I love my defenders. I always stand up for my defenders and it was just, just hard to watch. And I just really, really hope that they get a, a good, a good kick in the ass this week and they fire up and uh, dominate ports depleted midfield, but no Ollie wines uh, next week or this week. Bang. Cop that. All right. That was good, mate. Well done. I like that. Um, <laughs> all right. Just on that then. So, um, who is, is it, I think Chera is probably the one that uh, just copped it the most there, for his things safe to say. Um, just on, on Walsh as well, we'll go there real quick. Um, I think he had close to 30, maybe 28 disposals, something like that. 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it like, I don't know, when do you say like he's been back for a quarter? Two games now? Three games? How many games did he miss? He missed uh, just round one. Oh, yeah, he only missed one. That's right, yeah. He's been back for three games. When does it, you sort of expect him to start? Like 28 is probably still solid enough, but so he's actually getting the ball. Is it the impact he's having with the ball in your opinion? Yep. yep. So is that really anything to do with an injury? The impact he's having with the ball? I don't know. I think he's, I mean, I'm going to say no, but I think um, just a little bit of penetration by foot is a little bit off, which you're going to get with an ankle injury. But so I, I personally give it this week against Port. And then if it's still a little bit underwhelming, then I think we're, I mean, not going to say we have an issue, but I think there should be a little bit of a concerns. Um, Obviously, I love Olshie. Obviously, one of our players is a superstar, but uh, just those high expectations we have, and he set the bar so high for himself. It's kind of, it does, you know, feel a little underwhelming when he doesn't, you know, really, really, you know, has have those games that we know he can he can have. Absolutely spot on. I'm sure you didn't say that, but just on that, did you say if he's not good this week, we're going to have an issue? Like, as in, you you've just called him out? Is that what you said, or there might be an issue? <laughs> I I'm, I meant as in from from a club perspective in terms of like obviously structure and, and whatever. Sorry, uh, that that might have kind of came out bad, but that's not what I meant. No, no literally just rushing rushing him into hiding now. Um, <laughs> go chair real quick. How many disposals did he have? Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, so what's going on there? Obviously, we've got all the boys now. So obviously, a big recruit um, coming into the club. Uh, Ethan, what's going on there, mate? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was terrible on the weekend. I think um, most fan mids are terrible. Um, on Jack's point, um, I do agree. He was a bit. He wasn't great last week, but I feel, I feel like he's one of those players that's just when you need him, when he, you know, in a clutch moment, especially in the last quarter of the Hawthorne game, when he has the ball in his hands, he can hit a target, both feet. Um, I think guys like Kennedy and Hewitt are the ones who probably need to be getting the massive numbers to be able to get out to guys like Chera. But I think I think you'd be right. I think we need to not put so much pressure on the guy. Um, obviously, you know, big big recruit. But I think over the past years, we've put so much pressure on these recruits because they're so vital to if we're going to win games or not because we're so bad. I think we just need to, you know, be low key about it. And, you know, obviously, we, you know, 15 touches is not good enough, but hopefully this week they all they all lift. Samuel. Yeah. I'm conscious of time and I don't want us to roll on, but did you say when we need him, he stands up? Like we needed him for, we needed him against the Suns to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, in, in situations like, you know, versus the dogs or, uh, you know, a game like Hawthorne, he's just a good ball user and he's classy. I think he's not the type of guy to get 30 every week. I think he's the type of guy to get 23 or 20 good possessions. But I understand your point. Do you put it down to, do you reckon Cripps going off had anything to do with it for that game? Is it not, does he set them up a little bit more? Is it him? Can they still, there's more reliant, I guess, on, on him with obviously um, him going off and then well, who came on? Was it Fogarty came on? It was, um, no, Boydy. Boyd. Boydy, sorry. Yeah, yeah Boydy, sorry. Yeah. So obviously not like for life by any, by any stretch of the imagination. So there's more, I guess, dependency on them. Is there an issue um, when Cripps isn't there about Walsh and Chera playing in the same midfield or did you see anything there, mate, or not? No, uh, I think um, personally, I think Walsh is going to play in the middle more. Um, last year, he was obviously, it was him and Cripps, pretty much the only two guys in there who were really dominating Kennedy in the back half of the year. But yeah, it's tough because we have so many mids and, um, you know, you got to fit him in somehow. And 
But I don't know. I, I still rate our midfield. I still back him this week to um, bounce back. And all right, we'll get stuck into some questions, boys. Uh, we've only got a few here tonight. So obviously, Tez at Blue Abroad. Um, should we play Stock instead of Dow in that inside mid role? Obviously, shout out to Blue Abroad as well. Great friends of the show. But we'll go to you first, Speech. Um, it's an interesting one. I mean, I personally have more faith in Stocker at the moment than I would doubt into having a consistent performance or him coming into the team and being able to, and being able to perform. Um, whereas I think Dow is the better player. He could probably have a better game, but I, I would still go stock just because of that, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, that comfort you get that, you know, he's going to be there. He's going to have a good performance or a solid performance. So yeah, that's, that's my take. That's very well said, man. I like that. Uh, Ethan? Great question. Um, personally, I think, you know, Stocker was probably brought in as a midfielder, um, obviously with Walsh in that draft year. But I feel like we can't be swapping players' positions the way they've been training preseason. I think, obviously, he's been trained as a defender. I think he needs to stay as a defender currently. Currently, um, Obviously, you know, if they change and it works, you know, we'll all be happy. But I think structurally, I think Stock needs to stay as a defender. I think um, he'll come in next week. But Dow um, is an interesting one. Um, would, he, would he come in for Crips? Do we need another mid? Do we need another mid? That's the question. That's that's the that's the question. Beautiful. Thanks for the question, uh, Tez. So we'll go to the next one from Code Star eighty one. Is that how we say it? Um, this is interesting. I'll go to Ethan first. I'm pretty sure you had this player under the pump, if I'm not mistaken. Um, does always keep his spot. Uh, so this week, obviously playing against Adelaide. If he doesn't, I'll add this one. If he doesn't, who do we bring in, Ethan? I yeah, um, I think he's been struggling. I think he's been struggling. He hasn't really been hitting the scoreboard too much. Um, I think last year, you know, when he started, he was kicking, you know, fours, threes, um, which is which is very solid for a small forward. But I feel like he really hasn't, you know, hit the season too well. I think round one he was superb pressure wise. I think he's a good pressure forward. He's got good size about him. Um, can take a grab. So I think he stays currently. But I think a Jesse Montlop um, is knocking down the door. Beautiful, mate. Pato? Yep. Always keeps his spot, in my opinion. Um, give him a few more weeks, um, like we did last year. Probably, I think he played like seven games in a row, which is pretty pretty good for always. Um, I think he probably keeps his spot. Um, and as Duff said, Jesse Motlop is absolutely tearing down the door for a senior's debut. Speechly. Um, yeah, just, just to touch on him, just, just briefly, um, what frustrates me the most about always is that he always tries to mark everything on the chest, even when there's a defender right on his hammer and it just gets spoiled every single time. And it just frustrates me like out in the hands, please, Matty, out in the hands, please. Um, but yeah, I think he keeps his spot, but definitely, definitely under pressure. Um, Motlop's knocking on the door. Um, even, I mean, Durden's, Durden comes back, um, obviously Fogarty, who is also competing for that other position as, uh, position as well. So, yeah, it, it is interesting. Awesome. Well said, mate. Thank you for the question. All right, we'll go to the next one. Uh, the last one from Kay Khalid, I guess, one. Um, next man up didn't work over the weekend. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Pato? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's spot on. Um, but as you said, probably through the 
whole episode, no one played their no one really played their role. There was no real standouts. There shouldn't be any standouts um, in a game like that. Um, so yeah, probably it's been probably most most of the episode talked about that um, that actual point. But hopefully we move on to this week and uh, respond. Absolutely. Ethan? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think um, next man up works, but I think it has to work in a good football side. Um, as a system, I think it's going to happen again with Crips going out. Next man up, um, not just one man, the whole group have to lift. Um, especially, you know, when while she was out, next man up, and that worked. We like, That's how it works. A good football system. Melbourne have had, you know, Jake Lever out for the first three weeks and they haven't lost a game. So, next man up has to work, and it has to work this week against Port Adelaide. Completely agree, mate. Uh, Speechly. Yeah, um, yeah. We we pretty much covered that. Um, but you see, I just completely agree. Just definitely need um the F in the whole team um step up to fill their role. Um, definitely one hundred percent. Absolutely, boys. All right, it's one loss. That just about wraps it up, I think. Um, one loss. We sit three and one at the moment. Um. On to next week. So we'll release the next, obviously the preview episode, you know, well, we don't play till Sunday, do we? So over the next few days and um, hopefully we improve. I mean, it can't get much worse. It's pretty average to be fair. Um, if you're not already, like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, um, tell everyone uh, about Vegas Chat. We're doing, we're doing good things here, aren't we, aren't we Daff? Yeah, mate. Fantastic things. Up and beyond. Above and beyond? Is that what you said? Above and beyond. Right. Sorry. Big camera yeah, shot. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's going to be time. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Bit of a longer episode, I feel, here today. But, um, yeah, hello. And as always, boys, up the baggers. Upside down. Blues. Bang. Yeah, it's always upside down, boys. <laughs> there we go. Up the baggers. Up the baggers.